This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, if you've been wondering why we've been saying herpes all show, it's because it's National Herpes Awareness Day. And it's an opportunity to raise awareness around the causes, risk, and treatment of different types of herpes infections, particularly genital herpes. And we think it's very important here on the show to talk about sexual health in Mm -hmm. every facet, in every way, no matter where you identify in the sexual fluidity scale. And um, our very own, actually, uh, Sheila Zarr. Yes, me. Yeah, you. Um, you actually had a moment of truth where you really came, you came, you're at a place in your life where you were able to just like come to terms with something and just also like beautifully let the world know. Yes. So why this connects to me today is because yes, I, I myself got herpes over 10 years ago and it was something that I've been very quiet, secretive and ashamed by Mm -hmm. for many years And it took really only until recently through a lot of my own personal growth, inner work, therapy, to come to terms to it and get to a place where I can actually speak up about it and have the courage to talk about it with not just close friends or family. And maybe those aren't even people you have these, what you would consider TMI discussions with. Which are most of your discussions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But even have the courage to tell the people you're with. Yeah. Right. A lot of people, unfortunately, do not disclose because of the stigma around it and the shame around it. Well, here's the thing. If you, I, I'm, I'm, I remember when we even talked about it. You told me. I remember it was always the H word. It was always like you would either whisper it. You would never even like. (laughs) Even in in our private conversation, you wouldn't even say it. And so, well, let's be clear. Wait, what happened was, you know. In the studio, and and we all have done this, right. and we've been in these spaces where people will be making jokes about herpes, right? right? And so this would happen in the studio here, mm-hmm. where these jokes would come up, and finally, I think one day, or not even jokes, actually, um, more the idea of like, oh my God, I don't know what I would do if that happened. Right, right. Right? And then finally one day, I just said, well, guess what? I have it. Well, I actually knew before we got, we were here. Like, we had conversations way before we even started this that I remember us having. Really? Yes, I remember I us I don't ha- remember like, that. Like, rem- I remember us, it was either happening where at I your last place. I thought the first time it was here with Vanessa. No, I think that was the first time Vanessa knew. Oh. Not when I knew. I knew before that. And so, I, I just, I think I noted that is because I see your growth and even in the moments where... You were getting more comfortable, but like you had those moments where you still couldn't even like say the word. And I, I guess for our listeners, if you want to talk about it, right, which yeah. of course we're talking, we're well, opening we up. Yeah, we're here. 
take us back to the moment you first found out. Yeah, so, you know, after being intimate with someone, not using protection, <laughs> which is why it's important to use protection. Yeah. Or at least just having these conversations, right? Um, and I wasn't having these conversations. But, yeah, I started getting itchy down there. Uh, it got to the point where I'm like, mm, this doesn't look normal. Mm. <laughs> kind of blue. Uh, should I describe it? I mean... Yeah, okay. It's a little graphic. So I uh, went to my gyno, and she basically tested everything, diagnosed me, and I had that OMG moment, right? And I kind of just went into my own hole, right? Mm-hmm. And didn't talk about it with anyone, didn't share about it, even to the person I thought had probably given it to me. Mm-hmm. That's how ashamed I was. I continued being with that person and never even talked about it with them. Wow, see, I didn't know that. I yeah. knew you hadn't Which shows really how, sca- uh, how scared I was about how, just, like, having those uncomfortable conversations with partners, specifically with men. Yeah. This idea for me, as I've done a lot of the work, my realization how, of how scared I was of rejection because that was really a sign of how unworthy I felt about myself. Well, I know people who are probably listening are probably like, well, if you were feeling that shame now and like now you're in a place where you're able to talk about it publicly, that means you've also been able to disclose to your previous partners. How was that? How was that? Well, that was the whole thing. After I record this podcast um, that dropped today with sexologist Shan Boudram, who's Uh also been on our show, it's called the Friends and Lovers podcast. Yes, I the Lovers and Friends. Lovers and Friends yeah. podcast. She just started it last mm-hmm. week, so second episode. Um, but the day after, I actually, well, I was getting so much anxiety. There was two sides of it where I felt really proud of myself and it felt like this weight lifted off my shoulders. But then a new weight came on of there are people that I have been with yeah. that I hadn't shared this with. And so I literally called like in one day. A bunch of people, and some of them I hadn't spoken to in years, yeah. to have the talk. Did you talk? Did you did you end up talking to the guy that you feel like maybe gave it to you? I have not talked to him. Yeah, I mean, like he's someone I haven't. It's been a long, long, long time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did they take it well? Did the people? Like I, the people you came out. Uh, well, most of them to? actually really did, and it was really surprising. I mean, I, I guess. You know, it it just showed to me what you can create in your head around this whole thing. Yeah. Right? And that most of the guys I've been with, it also made me feel really good about some of the guys I'd been with, whether it be more seriously or casually been with, that some of them were just like most of them really cool about it, really loving, saying like, this is why I love you, Sherry. You always like have the courage to do this and really put yourself out there. It felt really good. There was, of course, you know, like one person that, wasn't happy and that made sense i was ready for that yeah right you know it that comes with it right that, that comes, comes with the territory yeah, yeah and yeah but that whole experience was really eye-opening and one it showed the power of the stories we tell ourselves and the more you share your truth and you are who you are the more the right people will you know say yes to that the wrong people will ultimately say no yeah, and I think the reason why you felt such shame around it is because how society has really groomed us and misogyny oh, in the picture, which is yeah. why we're going to keep this conversation going because I, we're going to have a guest on to kind of talk mm-hmm. about really getting rid of that shame. Yeah, this person is amazing. She runs the STI Project. Literally, she has dedicated her life to STIs and talking about all yeah. this stuff. So we're going to talk about destigmatizing all of it next. 
Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. As we've been mentioning, it's National Herpes Awareness Day. Oh my God, everyone's drunk if they're following yes. our drinking Take game. a shot. Take a shot every time we say herpes. Uh, and someone who I've been very inspired by is joining us right now. Actually, well, we I We had like, to bring the best for your big yes, day. Yes. Um, I... Instagram stalked her basically before I went on Shan Boudrum's podcast to talk about my experience having herpes. Mm-hmm. I like literally just took in all her great information that she has about STIs and yeah. herpes. And um, she's really incredible. She's a certified sexuality educator, executive director of the STI Project. Janelle Marie Pierce, welcome to the show. It is my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, and congratulations for your out day, I guess, yes. or sharing day. I don't want to co-op to <laughs> another. It's her disclosure day. Disclosure yeah, day. it's her disclosure yeah. day. That's, that's how I've been speaking about it. But it's, it's just so wild to me, and I'm happy that you're here, because it's just wild to me that we're in 2021, and that the stigma is so strong. Like, it has a hold on, unfortunately, our culture and it's so unfortunate why do you think that is oh it's absolutely ridiculous too right because it's such a common experience but no one is talking about it, or very few and then when someone does it's like you can hear a pin drop in the room in this like in this proverbial ideal internet space of like oh she didn't like she or they didn't they they didn't just say that and like yes absolutely because this is a common experience and yes it's not ideal right no one wants a new infection i don't want covid or the cold or a flu etc i don't want to catch poison ivy for Mm -hmm. goodness sakes but these things happen so why aren't we talking about them in a practical way of like yeah i don't love it it's not comfortable or it's not wonderful but this happens and i'm going to move on with my life because it's not about me it's just a thing that happens it's a part of being human and yeah so i don't have the full answer of like why is this still so pervasive i mean it's multifaceted and there are so many layers that make up the stigma that yeah. still exists and why it continues yeah. but Anyhow, it is. It's, un- it's, it's ridiculous, and it's really unnecessary, and it's so harmful. It is. What are some of the biggest myths you think are out there that you continually uh, have to debunk? Yeah, all the time. Like, some, you're, you don't look like someone who has herpes, or, um, you know, like, I know for sure that I'm not sleeping with someone who has herpes because I would know because their genitals are going to be a mess. Um, and, and, uh, like, you know, you, you actually, the most common symptom of all STIs, herpes included, is no symptom whatsoever. Yeah. So the vast majority of people who have any STI are asymptomatic. And that word, thanks to COVID, which is the only thing I'll thank COVID for this year, is that we've learned a lot about that word. And now we understand that asymptomatic means you can carry an infection, transmit it to others. They may end up having symptoms, but you might never know that you ever had it to begin with. And so that's exactly the same case when it comes to STIs, STDs. So, yeah, I mean, you you don't necessarily know. And it doesn't mean it, it's not an indicator of a certain kind of behavior. You can have one partner your entire life and contract it from them. Um, or you can have many partners and never contract it or never contract any STIs. It just sometimes it's a numbers game and it's a little bit of chance. And because it's so common, it ends up happening to so many people. Like it's not an indicator of a personality type or a specific behavior even necessarily. Um, it really just does not play into all of those myths of like you're slutty, you're trashy, you're damaged you're this certain kind, you look a certain way, and et cetera. None of those things apply. And, and I guess probably the best and the biggest 
for especially because I know so many people have it and so many people are like, yes, I understand. And yes, girl, like say it, preach it, is that when you have an STI, it doesn't mean the end of your life, the end of your sex life. It doesn't mean you're damaged and not desirable. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is what is so pervasive. It's like you feel immediately when you contract. And I listened to your, your interview with Shan, and I just love her anyways. And I'm just like the whole thing. I was like, ah! and fangirling 100% in all directions today watching that and um and you were talking about how like for so many years and I felt the same way like I've had herpes for over 20 years my herpes is old enough to drink and go out and party with me so (laughs) at this point (laughs) well I I contracted it when I was 16 so you know and you did two years and not when you were 16 but you contracted it years ago and felt awful for so long Mm -hmm. and so silly it's so unnecessary totally we really want to keep you on to to talk about especially if you know friends and family or someone is going through this how can they you know feel comfortable and and have a safe space to kind of disclose and and the importance of that so we got more show coming up don't go anywhere y'all let's go there with shira and ryan channel q we are back with janelle marie pierce certified sexuality educator and executive director of the sti project as we continue to talk about stis our own experience with herpes well not ryan's you just you know, know about well, it through me. Yeah, uh, but, but I I'm happy. I'm, I feel so because well, one, you're the as you know, like you never know, right? Yeah, you never know. But someone who's publicly spoken out about it and told me and disclosed to me in that way, like uh, it felt it felt special. It felt like there was a trust, and mm. and I think a lot of times people don't have the thoughts that they have because they haven't had came in contact with someone who's been who's able to feel so honest and vulnerable. Yeah, which is why it's, it's important if it, you, you are in a place to do it, a safe space to do it, to share. Uh, Janelle, welcome back. And let's talk about having these conversations. What tips do you have? Because I even went to your Instagram and your even your course. Like I, I signed up for a whole thing where you talked about like tips in terms of disclosure and sharing this with people, because this is the hardest part of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially with potential partners, you know, like, because that's the absolute, and you, you spoke to in, in that, in that interview with Shan about some of the things that I talk about when, when we are so afraid of a rejection and that's the number one question I get around once somebody is diagnosed is, and it doesn't matter what STI herpes in particular is incredibly stigmatized and, and it's forever. So we get a lot of folks in our, in our courses and, and such talking about that experience, but it doesn't matter either way. And the, the fear is that somebody is going to instantly reject me. Like I'll never be able to have a good uh-huh. sex life again, healthy sex life, et cetera. And that's largely untrue. But what's happening is we're really internalizing and projecting our, how we're feeling about ourselves. We're convinced and that we are no longer desirable, lovable, and wanted and we can't we're we're looking for that confirmation bias so that's the number one fear that that we have is that like this they're going to for sure say no because i'm already saying no for myself because i who would want me now as a result of this and and the fact is that's not really how psychologically it works Hmm. um but i guess to go back to your original question of when we're talking about disclosure and some tips, I guess I can give some tips that are probably helpful. But I think probably to preface all of that is like not everyone has the luxury and um, is able to be as public as like we are about it right now. Yeah. And I don't think that that's 
that everybody needs to do that in order to be an activist or an advocate and to be empowered about their status. Like everyone comes to the table with a certain level of privilege. And I'm white, cisgendered, primarily heterosexual, primarily cisgendered, um, at least in terms of outward appearances. And that's how I pass. So that affords me a lot, a level of safety in having these conversations. So maybe the only conversation you're having is amongst partner, mm-hmm. a partner or partners, and that's fine. Maybe you all, you have the privilege and, and you have some lovely friends and family around you that you may want to share it with. And that's cool too, but you definitely don't have to be public about your status. But if it's just sharing with a potential partner, I mean, there's so many things that allness and the responsibility always gets placed on the person who has the STI, but I really want to reframe that and flip it on its end of like, this is a conversation about sexual health, about our overall needs, wants, and boundaries. And so the person who has the STI, like, yes, of course, the most ethical thing is we need to disclose before putting someone at risk. And it's so beautiful that you were talking about your experience here too, because I do the same of like, I didn't always ethically disclose. And I initially started talking about that and saying like, yeah, I actually put people at risk without telling them that I had herpes and that's not an awesome thing to do, but it doesn't make me a wholly bad person. It's like, if we don't address it and admit that these things happen, we can't fix the problem. So anyhow, of course we want to try to disclose before putting people at risk all the time, because that, um, and inform, fully informed consent can only happen if that's the case. But then after that, it's a mutual reciprocal discussion of like, what are your, what are your status? Um, yeah. What tests have you had? And what are your needs and boundaries? And what things would you like to do to reduce risk, et cetera? It's not just a one-way conversation mm-hmm. of like, I need to admit this horrible thing about me because that person may also have some things that they want to share, disclose, like maybe they have a kink, a fetish, an interest, um, and or just a hard boundary in some direction, and all of those things should be talked about. But we don't have yeah. a lot of good examples of that. We got to let people just live their lives and not judge them for it, because I think that's yeah. where a lot of the, the stigma comes from, through the judgment and the shaming and all that. And um, I just appreciate you, Cher, for one, just being completely courageous and brave to, to let the world know your story, because there is... Uh, some stress that comes with visibility. It's important, yes, but it can be a lot. And so I appreciate you both for constantly, um, you know, talking about the things that are important, what we need to talk about, the necessary conversations. Well, right. We all have vulnerabilities. We all have things that we experience Mm -hmm. some kind of shame around. And most people experience some kind of sexual shame, which is a whole different experience from a psychological perspective. And like to do that, again, our culture doesn't encourage Mm -hmm. vulnerability, but vulnerability breeds intimacy. So when we start opening ourselves up, it's like, oh, wait, now I'm now you're kind of safe. And now I can share this with you. And you still may say, like, that's not a good for me or that's going to be a stop for me and I can't move forward. And everyone's still is going to have an opinion about whatever it is that gets shared in that moment, but it it offers an opportunity to do that. Whereas if we come to this kind of relationship thing of like everything is perfect and we're always showing just our best foot forward, that's just not reality. Like we are human and we're all faulted and we all have things that are hard to talk about. Janelle, we need to have a longer discussion. I'm going to hit you up offline. We so appreciate you for joining us, though, today for this very important discussion. It is my absolute pleasure. You're amazing. That was Janelle Marie Pierce, Certified Sexuality Educator, Executive Director of the SDI Project. Check them out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 